Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. This is behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you on the first Thursday of 2023. We are here, we are relevant, we are alive in the playoff picture, and it was an exciting weekend for Steelers fans. I, I know there was there's still the cloud hanging over the end of the weekend. My goodness, the Steelers played the last complete game of the weekend because of the, the, the unfortunate situation Monday night in, in Cincinnati. But whew, here we are moving on. Talked about that more at length on the Scobro show where my brother and I, you know, kind of shared our thoughts and feelings and, you know, our, our prayers still go out to DeMar Hamlin. Um, Want to continue to hear good updates of, of his improvement and we wish him the best. But my goodness, the Steelers game was crazy against with them and the Ravens. My, my, oh my, so many great things to talk about, so much to do. So let's go ahead and dive in to the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. All right, so Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. Now, it's more than one because it's just I give you all the ones that are Steelers. So here we go. We've got a, we've got a Kenny Pickett stack this week. So this is going to be pretty nice. So so here it is. Kenny Pickett evaded pressure to find Najee Harris in the end zone for a game-winning TD on Sunday Night Football. Pickett was traveling 13.11 miles per hour when he released the ball. His first career TD pass on the run, of which is 8-plus miles per hour. Before the touchdown, the Steelers had a win probability of 24.6%. The play added 51.3% win probability, the seventh most added on any completion this season. Now, I I talked about this a little bit once again, refer back to where I break down the game with my brother on the Scobro Show. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check it out there. But I will say this. I don't believe Kenny Pickett was pressured out of the pocket on that throw. He actually almost went into where Dan Moore Jr. was blocking the defender. He rolled to that side because he needed the angle to complete that pass. He knew he was going to hit that pass of Najee going up the sideline eventually, and he rolled out to get the better angle to complete that pass. So I don't think he was forced out of the pocket. I think he did it on purpose. That's just that's just me. But that's some pretty good, crazy numbers. Um, I mean, he had another one rolling out to his left. That was a great um, uh, completion of Pat Fairmuth on the same drive uh, for 20 yards. That was some really good stuff. So let's get another one here because I, I've got a little bit more um, because it's about the um, – well, I could talk about J.K. Dobbins because uh, he he faced a stack box more than any other running back this week on 76.47% of his carries, um, and he rushed 17 times for 93 yards. Um, it was basically spot on his, his uh, rushing yards above expected. It was plus one. So it was almost exactly what, what it was going to – what it, you expected. But here's where you go. Najee Harris, plus 16 – and Jalen Warren, plus 26, combined to gain plus 42 rushing yards over expected in the Steelers' 16-13 victory over the Ravens. Until this week, the Ravens allowed the fewest rushing yards over expected, which was negative 126, in weeks 9 through 16 after acquiring Roquan, Roquan Smith. Harris 
was a north-south runner in the physical division win with a rushing efficiency of 3.53 total distance per rushing yards gain, meaning he was moving forward, not a lot of lateral movement, which is you know, oftentimes good stuff. The third lowest mark for him this season. Okay, lower equals more north-south. That's what you want. You want a lower number. Additionally, Harris' average time spent behind the line of scrimmage was just 2.46 seconds, the second lowest for him this year. So in other words, he got the ball and was getting to the line of scrimmage quickly and was getting up the field fast. That was some really great numbers. Thank you, Zebra Technology, and your net, that provides the they provide the technology that gives us the, the NFL the next gen stats. So let's just highlight a couple numbers real quick before we turn the page to the Cleveland Browns. But the Steelers they rushed for 198 yards against the Ravens. If you take away the two times Kenny Pickett took a knee, once at the end of the first half, once at the end of the second half, they hit 200. They just lost those yardage from taking a knee. So uh, that that's one of those things. The Steelers held the Ravens to 120 yards rushing, and you're like, held the Ravens? Yeah, held the Ravens. That's significantly less than their average. They average, I think going to the game, it was 166, somewhere around there. Um and they held them significantly less, much improved from the 215 uh, that they gave up um, in week 14. And it was also 120 yards net passing. So the Ravens were split, 120 yards rushing, 120 yards passing. Um, and the Steelers just, you know, did their thing, had the, had the uh, time of possession advantage of uh, almost eight and a half minutes. It was eight, eight minutes and 28 seconds. But there's something else I did during this game. And I, I, cause it, it drives me nuts. The Steelers run their jet motion. I call it jet motion because it's what how we uh, ter- the terminology we used for that motion when I was coaching high school football, where a where a running not a running back a usually a wide receiver, but it could be a running back because he did it with Jalen Warren some too, where someone lined up at receiver comes in motion across and no at least to the quarterback or beyond in the formation because you also like like. Oh, I'm trying to think. We actually are jet motion. We didn't cross the quarterback. We just came in, to, you know, kind of like to 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 block the end on a sweep or things of that nature. But uh, when you bring that motion across the formation or to the formation where you could run the jet sweep, the Steelers ran that motion 23 times, and they ran the ball every time. The only exception is I think one of them might have been called a pass because. The the TV it didn't give us the shot at the beginning of the play because the Steelers came up and run it quick um, out of the two-minute warning, and it was to Steven Sims. Uh, it might have been a little pop pass instead of actually a handoff. But other than that, I mean, they ran the ball every time. Every time you see that motion, the Steelers are running the ball, especially if the quarterback's under center. It, whether they're going to run the ball either on a jet sweep, they're going to turn and hand it to a running back, or a couple times they ran quarterback sneak, and it worked. And it's not that these things don't work, but my my thing is, would it work better if you actually ran some play action pass or something out of it? If there is zero threat to pass the ball when you have that motion, you're taking away just you're, you're handcuffing your offense almost, and and you're you're allowing the defense to really key on something. I, and this is just. Just, just this happens in football. I, I was talking about that motion. I said where a wide receiver's out wide and he motions in. Basically, um, when the ball snapped, he should be getting about to where the end of the line is. We used to run that in high school to you know come down and 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 give the give the receiver a running, you know, a, a running start to try to uh, block a 
whether you caught it outside linebacker or defensive end, depending on the on the defense you you were going, the guy on the end of the line of scrimmage in order to try to gain the edge on a sweep. Well, if you do that motion every time, every time you see that motion, what teams would start doing is screaming, sweep, 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 and they're all adjusting and they're all moving. And what we would tell our players to do when people would do it to us, we'd say, turn your back to them. Make them come in and block you in the back or not block you at all. Just instantly turn your back to them before they get to you. Um, but it, but then people would adjust it and, and move otherwise because the overwhelming time that that motion was run, you were getting that specific play. You can't do that in the NFL. I mean, my goodness, I'm talking comparing high school to the NFL. I'm talking like high school JV level versus the NFL. You can't run the same motion 23 times in a game and have your run-to-pass ratio be 23 to zero. You just can't do that. I want to see them pass out of that motion sometime. I, I'd have to go back and chart it and, and rewatch the other games to see when they actually did pass. It's very rare. I know uh, Kevin Smith has pointed it out before, but my goodness, it really can work. But uh, who? A lot of good numbers. Steelers once again had a great third down uh, uh, conversion rate of sixty three percent while holding their opponent to forty two. Uh, those are some of the numbers. Now, the numbers for the Steelers when it comes to the postseason, Ooh, they needed six things to happen going into last week, and they got all three of them last week. Three last week, three this week. Now, one of them didn't absolutely have to happen. It wasn't mathematical, and I, and I might have said this wrong last week because it, the, the Steelers wouldn't have been mathematically eliminated if the Jets would have beat the Seahawks. It just would have meant a game would have had to end in a tie, a this week, a specific game, the Jets-Dolphins game would have had to end in a tie. Do you really want to go in where in order for you to make it in, two teams have to tie? That's tough. That's really tough. You, in essence, you'd be like, yeah, you've got no shot. Um, your your overall probability drops out of the bottom. So by all three of those things happening, the Steelers are now set up where they have another three things that have to happen this weekend. So, you know, you, you got the, the Patriots beating the Dolphins. You got the Seahawks beating the Jets. Now you need the Jets who you just had, you were rooting to lose. You need to root for them to win over the Dolphins. And now you need to root for the Patriots who you just had to root for them to win. You wouldn't root for them to lose to the Bills. Everything's still scheduled for that game to happen with the Bills unless something changes after I'm recording this podcast. So that's what has to happen, but – to me, the, the biggest thing is the Steelers have to beat the Browns. And the one thing that I've said a lot is if one of those other two things doesn't happen for the Steelers, then it doesn't happen and they don't make the playoffs. That's I've, I haven't had a lofty expectation for the playoffs for quite some time. Since the Steelers lost to the Ravens the first time, I'm like, I, I kind of, I'm not even really thinking about the playoffs now because I mean, I knew they would have to be perfect. They would have to be 4-0. And and I, I just and, and I'm like, I didn't know that they would be perfect and a lot of other things would have to go their way. It's crazy that, that so much has happened that that's still a possibility. It's fantastic. But if something else happens and the Steelers don't make it, oh, well. If the Steelers don't make it because they don't win this game, then that is just going to be – Crushing. Don't lose to the Browns in this situation. So the Browns are the opponent this week. What kind of opponent are the Browns? And that's what I'm kind of looking at. How do they stack up to the Steelers' recent opponents? So 
I, this is what I did. I went back and I looked at the Steelers' three last opponents because to go back another week would be a repeat. So you're talking about the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Panthers. I went back and looked at the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Panthers, and I looked at the Steelers, and I'm comparing these teams to the Browns. Now, do we really want to compare these teams to the Browns you know, from the beginning of the season and these teams at the beginning of the season now. So since it was three opponents, I went back three games. The three games the Steelers played against these opponents, I went back the three games, that, the three previous games of each of these teams, the last three games they played. And I looked at a ton of stats. These are the same kind of stats I was looking at. Oh, how, when was that? When I That might have been last week when I just had an entire page of numbers. I've got it again. I've got it again. I've got a full page. It, this is we're going to go over in the first half before we get to the second half because I'm I'm going to do this here. And what I did was I looked at the rankings over the last three weeks, and I and I have it for the Steelers and those four other teams because the fourth one being the Browns. And I want to know which one does the do the Browns close more closely align with in each of these things? What kind of team are they? So just to give you an idea, over the last three games, the Steelers were three and0. The Ravens are one and two. The Raiders are one and two. The Panthers are one and two, and the Browns are two and one. So that right there tells you that the Browns are somewhere between those other three teams and the Steelers when you look at record. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to place them kind of on, on the spectrum, comparing them to those last, those last three teams. So, and these, and like I said, these weren't the games leading up to when they played the Steelers, like the Panthers. It's their last three games, which includes the Steelers. So let's look at points for points for, um, I could give you the actual numbers. Um, but sometimes it might just be easier to give the rankings. Um, well, here I'll give some of the numbers. The Steelers have scored 53 points in the last three games. They're 21st. The Ravens have only scored 13 points. They're 31st. The Raiders are 74. They're 10th in the NFL. The Panthers are 77. They're 9th in the NFL. And the Browns, they've scored 47 points in the last three games. They're tied for 24th. So the Browns, they're slightly behind the Steelers. They're better than the Ravens, but they're, they're, nowhere, they're nowhere close to what the, what the Raiders and the Panthers have put up points-wise in the last three weeks. So therefore, the, I would say the safe place to put Cleveland there is between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Not as good as the Steelers, better than what the Ravens have been scoring. Okay, so now that's... Um, Let's let's look at the um, what is what oh points against. I almost thought it said average. That's points against. The Steelers have only given up thirty nine points. That's fifth in the NFL. Uh, the Ravens have given up thirty eight. That's thirteenth in the NFL. Oh no, hold on, sorry, that's the thirteenth. That's third. That's my T was messed up. That's tied for third in the NFL. The Raiders have given up 74, exactly how many they've scored. So that's their 22nd. The Panthers have given up 77, which is exactly how many they've scored. And they're 24th. And the Browns have only given up 30 points in the last three games. They are second in the NFL. So they actually have, not only do they have, they have the advantage over those other three teams, they're even ahead of the Steelers of, with the amount of points they've surrendered over the last three games. All right, so let's get into individual stuff. Passing yards. The Steelers, now I'm just going to go to the ranks. The Steelers are 19th. The Ravens are 31st. The Raiders are 10th. The Panthers are 7th. And the Browns are 29th. So basically, the Browns are slightly better than the Ravens, both of them at the bottom. Nowhere close to the passing attacks of either the Raiders or the Panthers over the last three games, or even the Steelers, who aren't super high because they've 
they've got other things going on for them. Interceptions thrown over the last three games. Both the Browns, the Panthers, and Steelers have only thrown one, where the Ravens have thrown two, and the Raiders have thrown six. <laughs> so there's, there's that. Um, how many times they've been sacked? The Steelers are tied for first in the least amount of sacks they've surrendered in the last three games. They've surrendered three. Okay, the Ravens are, are close behind. They've surrendered 10. They're tied for fifth. Um, the Raiders and Panthers are tied for 12th. Both of them have surrendered, or have surrendered six. My goodness. The Browns have surrendered 10 sacks in the last three games. Uh, that's tied for 25th. Is that right that they've surrendered 10 sacks? That seems absolutely crazy that they've surrendered that many sacks. But you know what? That makes sense based on some other the numbers I have that we'll go over in the second half. Um, passing TDs. Uh, believe it or not, the team that's thrown the most passing TDs has been the Raiders. They've thrown seven. That's tied for fourth. Um, then it comes the Panthers. They've thrown five. They're tied for 10th. Then it's the Browns with four passing TDs tied for 12th. And both the Ravens and Steelers have thrown two over the last three weeks. That's tied for 25th. So there, the Browns seem to be better when passing touchdowns than the Steelers and Ravens, but they're not to the level of the, of the Panthers and Raiders when it comes to that kind of stuff with the passing attack. Rushing yards. All right. If you look at it, I'm going to give it to you in order. Ravens are second. Steelers are sixth. Panthers are 11th. Browns are 12th. And then the Raiders are 26th. So you're talking about all these teams that run the football. The, the Browns are basically about this. You know, they're on the same level as the Panthers. Panthers actually have a little bit more over the last three games. And that's what they'll be running for 21 yards against the Steelers. Okay. Where they're not in the same league as then the Steelers and the Ravens. So that's where they lie on the spectrum there. Um, how about rushing yards per attempt? There, you've got the Ravens in third and the Panthers in seventh. And then you've got the Browns at 20th and the Steelers 23rd and the Raiders 29th. So the Browns are right in line pretty, you know, just a, a little bit ahead of the Steelers. 4.3 yards versus 4.1 yards. But uh, not up to over five yards like uh, the the Panthers and Ravens. So that's so they've so the Steelers have been rushing for a lot of yards. They just have been rushing the ball a lot, and I'm not against that. Uh, rushing touchdowns, uh, believe it or not, it's the uh, it's both the Steelers and the Panthers both have three. That's tied for twelfth in the NFL. The the Browns and the Raiders only have one rushing touchdown each over the last three games. That's twentieth. And the Ravens guy have none. They have no rushing touchdowns in the last three games. Okay, so if you look at total yards, total offense, you've got uh, you've you've actually got Carolina. It's they're they're sixth. Then you've got the Steelers thirteenth, the Raiders fourteenth, the the Ravens twenty fourth, and the and the Browns twenty seventh in total yards. So in other words, the Browns they're at the end of the spectrum when you look at the Steelers last. Um, last three opponents when it comes to actual yardage. Um, time of possession, Steelers are second in the NFL over the last three games. And uh, next is the Raiders at 11th. And then you've got Cleveland at 18th in the bottom, you know, getting in the bottom half. Carolina's 23rd and the Ravens are 28th. So you're talking about Cleveland's, they're, they're more middle of the road. They're not, they're better than Carolina, worse than the Raiders and nowhere close to, nowhere close to the Steelers. Then, um, 
Overall turnovers, before I did interceptions, now let's look at turnovers. The Steelers have only had one turnover in the last three games. The Browns have only had one turnover in the last three games. They're pretty even there. Uh, the Panthers and Ravens have both had three, and then the Raiders have had six. So uh, so the Browns are better at taking care of the ball than the opponents the Steelers have faced over the last three games. Okay, penalties. Believe it or not, the ones with the least is, believe it or not, Baltimore. They're first in the NFL over the last three games, only eight penalties. But Cleveland's close behind with the fourth in the NFL with 10. Uh, then it's the Steelers with 16. They're tied for 17th. And then, like, the Raiders have 21 penalties and the Panthers have 23. They're towards the very bottom. So uh, so, so there the, the, the Browns actually come in ahead of the Steelers, but still behind the Ravens. So nowhere does – there's only, like, one or two spots where, the, where Cleveland seems to be better at something than any of the opponents that the Steelers have faced. Okay? Um, third down conversions. Steelers are tops in the NFL, offensive third-down conversions over the last three games, 58.7. Uh, next, believe it or not, is the Ravens at 38.9. They're 14th. And then the Browns, 38.1. They're 16th. Oh, wait, I missed one. They weren't next. The uh, it, I, I was looking at the next uh, at the next one down. It's actually the, the, the Raiders are 12th. They're, they're at a 41.7%. So it goes Steelers, Raiders. Ravens, then Browns, then Panthers. So towards the, when you look at the whole spectrum, Cleveland's more towards the bottom of that one. Uh, then I even did yards per punt. Uh, believe it or not, the Steelers are the best on that one. They're seventh with 46.9. And then the Panthers are eight. Um, Browns are 10. Um, Raiders are 19th. And the Ravens are 27th. Uh, that's how they go. So that's all the offensive special teams. Um um, interceptions you've gotten from your opponent. Oh, no, wait, that, that's not the next one I want to do. I want to do offensive passing yards. Offensive passing yards, the Browns are number one in the NFL over the last three weeks. So there you go. That's where the Browns stand out. They, they, um, they've only given up 342 passing yards over three games. The Steelers are fourth. Um, then the Ravens are sixth. And then the Raiders are 20th and the Panthers are 32nd. So this is going to be the hottest pass defense that the Steelers will have faced over the last quarter of their season with their last four opponents. Uh, the Steelers have four interceptions over those games, but the Browns have five. They have the most. And then the Raiders have two, where, where both the Ravens and Panthers have none. Sacks. Believe it or not, who's had the most sacks over the last three games? That would be the Steelers with eight um, then it would be the Ravens with seven and both the Browns and Panthers with six. So it's not like the the Browns, even though they have a good pass defense, it's not like they've been sacking the quarterback more than the teams the Steelers have faced, uh, other than the Raiders who have none in the last three games, which is really surprising with Crosby. Um, the uh, 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 opponent's passing touchdowns, that's what that one is. Um, the Browns have not given up a passing touchdown in the last three games. Um, the Steelers or the, the Ravens have given up two, the Steelers and uh, Raiders have given up three and the Panthers have given up six, but I mean, even the Steelers, they're tied for seventh in the NFL. That's still up there pretty good, but that's something to look at. The, the Cleveland's pass defense has been better than the Steelers recent, their other recent opponents, uh, rushing yards uh, against that's the Steelers that are the best 199. They're, they're second in the NFL. The next best, um, and that's 199 total for three games. Um, the the next best is Carolina. At they're seventh in the NFL. 
Then you drop all the way down to the Ravens at 26th, the Raiders at 28th, and then the Browns at 29th. So yes, the Browns are the, are the best pass defense the Steelers have faced, but they're they're the worst run defense out of any of the defenses they faced um, in, the, in the last quarter of the season, looking just at the last three games. So there's a trade-off there. When you look at uh, uh, how much uh, yards per attempt you're giving up, the Steelers are only giving up 3.2 yards per attempt. The Panthers only give up 3.1. They're second in the NFL. The Steelers are third. Then you look at the Ravens as 14th, the Browns as 19th, and the, um, and the Raiders as 29th. So once again, the Browns—they're right. They're—they're they're not even as good as the Ravens in that regard. Um, rushing touchdowns, the Steelers haven't given up any in the last three games. Neither is the Ravens. Um, both the Browns and the Raiders have given up three, and the Panthers have given up four. And that's—and the ones that given up three—that's tied for 16th, middle of the league. Um, opponent um, uh, opponents total yards. Steelers are first over the last three games. In the NFL, number one defense in the NFL over the last three games. The Browns are fifth, Ravens are twelfth, then you've got Raiders twenty-sixth and and Panthers twenty-ninth. So that means the Browns are not as good as the Steelers defense when it comes to yardage, but they are better overall than any of their the Steelers' last three opponents they faced. Something to remember. Uh takeaways. Uh, the Browns have the most with six, then it's the Steelers with four. Raiders with three, Panthers with two, Ravens with only one. That's the that's the order of the of things there. And last but not least, the opponent's third down percentage. Uh, the best one here is the Raiders. They are sixth in the NFL, thirty one point four. Then next, they're all bunched together. Steelers are twenty fourth, Browns are twenty sixth, Ravens are twenty seventh, um, and Panthers are twenty ninth. But you also got to remember. The Browns haven't faced the team that's got the best third down conversion rate on offense where these other three teams have. So I know we're almost towards the end of our time, and I haven't done the break yet. But what I was doing there was saying, are the Browns head and shoulders above the opponents that the Steelers have faced? No. Are they statistically over the last three games, the best thing they have going for them is their pass defense. That's the better thing of where they stack up to the Steelers' recent opponents. But then you look at their rush defense, and they're the worst. And the way the Steelers want to run the ball, that could be good. So it's, these are things to remember. Hey, stick around. When we come back, I'm going to do my breakdown. I'm not just going to break down the season rankings for the Steelers and Browns. I'm going to re- also look at the second half rankings, second half of the season, the last six games. Because think about it. If the NFL wouldn't have expanded the playoffs or expanded the, I'm sorry, expanded the season to, to 17 games, the season would be done right now. So it's really that you could say the second half of the season, which for both the Steelers and Browns have been sensed thereby. So stick around. We'll be right back to, to finish that up. When my phone rings, you found someone Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, let's get to it. Let's get this done. Part of the reason that I, I set this up before the break, and I really hope you stuck with me that you're still here because I wanted to see if you look at the season rankings, how these two teams compare, and then compare it to the last eight games and to see are they similar, are they are they different, and which way are they trending. So just, just to give you an idea, the Steelers are currently 8-8, eight and eight, the Browns are currently 7-9. and nine. The Steelers have been six and two over the last eight games where the Browns are four and four. But if you look at it, the Browns, they have a better record over the last eight games than they did over the first eight games. So, um, let's, let's look at it. Let's go ahead and, and, and do the breakdown for the whole season. Like I normally give you. Then we'll come back and, and look at the last eight games. So the, so the Browns offensively, they are the, they are ranked 13th in the NFL in offense with 351.7 yards per game. The Steelers are ranked 23rd at 321.9, yeah, 0.9 yards per game. Man, I gotta try to be able to read my handwriting a little bit better, but, uh, you know what? I guess it's, they say that, you know, the smarter you are, the worse your handwriting is. Although, uh, I don't know. My wife's smarter than me and her handwriting's beautiful. But let's just get back to this. Okay. So that's the overall yardage for offense. When it comes to points on offense, uh, Cleveland is 16th um, in the NFL, middle of the road, 21.7 points. Steelers are 29th, 17.5 points. But they haven't had to score a lot of points to win. That's just. The way they low possession games, they are generally lower scoring games. Uh, when it comes to rushing and um, offense, the Browns are sixth in the NFL with 147.3 yards per game. The Steelers are 17th with 120.6 yards per game. And through uh, passing offenses, the Browns are 22nd with 204.4 yards. The Steelers are 24th with 201.4 yards. So pretty close there with that one. Um, they've both surrendered 37 sacks. The Browns have turned it over 17 times. The Steelers have turned it over 18 times. Very close there. So as you can see, the Browns have some overall better rankings there. Before we go to the defense, let's go ahead and just look at the last eight games just for the offense. All right. The Browns, yardage-wise, it's gone down to 317.6. They're 20th in the NFL where the Steelers have gone up to 344.9. They're 15th in the NFL. So the Steelers, you know, the Browns were, 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 were 10 spots ahead of them for the season, but the Steelers are five spots ahead of them just looking at the second half of the season. When you look at points, the Browns dropped to 23rd. They average 18.4 points per game. The Steelers are tied for 18th with 20 points a game since the bye. When it comes to rushing, the Browns, they they dropped from sixth down to 16th over the second half of the season, down to 129.9. The Steelers rise from 17th up to eighth, 146.3 yards per game. And then through the air, um, the, the the Browns also drop a little bit there, uh, down down three spots to 25th. Um, at 187.8, where the Steelers they go up five spots. Um, despite having a lower total of 198.6. That's that's not surprising as, you know, a lot of teams play outdoors, it's colder weather, things like that, that later in the season that the the, the passing numbers might not be as much. It doesn't take as much numbers-wise to rank higher. So the Steelers have a much better rank over the last, you know, over the last eight games of what they started, where the Browns, they got worse in everything offensively. 
you know, 13th to 20th, 16th to 23rd, 6th to 13th, 22nd to 25th, where the Steelers went from 23rd to 15th, uh, 29th to 18th, 17th to 8th, 24th to 19th. Now, sacks. The Browns have been sacked 21 times over the last four games out of 37. So that means they had 16 in the first half, 21 in the second half. The Steelers are the exact opposite. They had 21 sacks in the first half of the, of the season. They've only had 16 since, which is with both of these teams being with 37 for the year. And the Browns have had seven, seven of their 19 turnovers have been in the last eight games. That's pretty good that it's less than half. How about the Steelers? Four of their 18 turnovers. Only four turnovers in the second half of the season. So they've been a much better job taking care of the ball. So the Steelers offensively are a team on the rise where the Browns are a team that's on the decline. Now let's switch to the defense. Uh, let's go back and look at the full season stuff. Um, the Browns are 12th defensively in yardage, 331.1. The Steelers are 15th, 331.9. Yeah, that's crazy. There is two, there are two teams in between them, and these two teams are only, and the Steelers are only separated by 0.8 yards per game. That's how close they're clustered together. So they're almost the same when it comes to giving up yardage. Um, when it comes to points surrendered, the Browns are tied for 18th with 22.1. The Steelers are 11th with 20.8. Rushing yards, the Browns for the season, they're, tw- they're against the run. They're 25th, 134.4, where the Steelers are 7th, 106.5. And then in passing, the the Browns are 196.7 yards through the air. That's seventh in the NFL. They they're, they do a nice job against the pass defense. Where the Steelers are 21st, they're 225.4. So that's where they are for the season. Both teams have 33 sacks. They both both defenses have 33 sacks. Um, the the Browns have 19 takeaways. The Steelers have 21. So now let's look at what they do over what they've done over the second half of the season. And this case, it's, you know, both teams are, are, are some of the things they're hanging around the same and some of the things they got better. Well, except for the Browns, when it comes to yardage, their rankings worth worst, they go down to 15th, but their yardage is actually less. It's 330.9 compared to 331.1. So it's, they're basically giving up the same yards per game throughout the season. It hasn't really changed. The Steelers, that's changed a lot. They went from 15th to first, 268.6 yards per game. That's right. Over the last eight games, the Steelers have the number one defense. When it comes to points, um, the, um, the Browns are better than what they were. They went from 18th up to 10th and went from 22.1 to 19.3. The Steelers went from 11th, 20.8, up to a tie for third of 16.9 points per game. So the Steelers' defense really took a jump there too. When it comes to rushing defense, the Browns actually took a little bit of a step back. I mean, it's over 10 yards per game, but it's only one, one worse spot. Uh, when it comes to their ranking from 25th to 26th, they're giving up 145.8 yards per game over the last eight games. Where the Steelers, they went from 106.5, which was seventh, to 95.1, which was seventh. So the number went up. You know, you're, they're 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 giving up 10 yards less per game, while the Browns are giving up 10 yards more per game. But both of these teams, their rankings didn't really change. But that's just what they're doing. That's 
based on the rest of the NFL. And as the pass defense, the Browns got better. They, you know, 10 yards less, but they're the same ranking seventh as they were for the whole season. And the Steelers, they took a big jump because they go from 225.4 yards per game through the air, which was 21st, up down to 173.5 yards per game. That's more than 50 yards cut off of the passing game. That takes them up to second. Second, that's right. And that's how the Steelers are the number one defense um, over the last eight games. And um, when it comes to sacks, the Browns have gotten 14 over the last half of the season. The Steelers have gotten 18. And remember, they're tied. They both have 33. So the Steelers have got, got more of those. When it comes to takeaways, uh, the Browns have actually have a higher percentage because they both have 11 takeaways in the second half of the season. But the Steelers have 21 total. Um where the Browns have 19 total. So that's, that's just means the number in the first half is a little bit lower. Whew. So there are the numbers. I just wanted to look at that because as we saw with a lot of these matchups with the Steelers, they don't have a lot of better numbers when you look for the whole season against the team they're playing. But especially here with the Browns, you see that the Steelers, they've, they were the same or better in every one of these four major categories, total yards, points, rushing yards, passing yards, for both offensively and defensively, the Steelers are better over the last eight games. The Browns are only better in – which one was it? In points. Otherwise, they're the same or worse. The Steelers are same or better in everything, where the Browns are the same or worse in everything other than the points that they've surrendered. Whew. So we'll see how this goes uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. This is the only game we're guaranteed left to have with the Steelers. This one, this one we're going to have. Then we'll see if we get another one based on what the Steelers do and what happens in those other games. I'm sure you guys are going to be checking out those games much like I will. Hey, and make sure you're checking out Behind the Steel Curtain for all your Steelers needs. Lots of podcasts, lots of people coming back for podcasts that might not have been listening before. So if you haven't listened for a while, welcome back. Because uh, we we had, we noticed that you know the Steelers are back in playoff hunt. Then some of these numbers are bumping up both on the website and um on the podcast. So make sure you're, you, if you didn't check it out, make sure you go back and listen to uh, last night's uh, Know Your Enemy. Um, then after this show, you're going to get the What Yin's Talking About this afternoon. I can't wait to, to listen to that one. That's one of my favorites. So uh, I don't listen to it ahead of time. I get it when you all get it. Um, and then make sure you know that tonight, there'll, there'll be a Steelers preview with myself, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis. Ooh, then you got Let's Ride Roll on a Friday. We've got the normal lineup. It's a normal Sunday one o'clock lineup. Um, you know, meaning when it's a one o'clock game, we keep everything on the same schedule, which is really really nice. Um, I get to, I'll get to have one more last minute thoughts. Hopefully, I'll get a second one of those in into the postseason. We'll just see how it all plays out. Right now, to me, if the Steelers make the make the playoffs. It's bonus football because that's not really what we were expecting, especially after starting two and six. That just that's not the kind of stuff that happens. But because they were two and six, they don't control their own destiny. They need help. We'll see if the help comes. That's all we can do. It's exciting because a young team that you that you know is more in a you know is in the quote unquote rebuild or reload or however you want to look at it that they that they're playing so well to finish the season. That's ultimately what you want more than anything. Whether you can roll that into the playoffs, which is really 
what what you want to do year in and year out is to be playing well at the end of the season and have played well enough at the beginning to make the postseason to roll into there. But if not, this young team can roll into next season is what they're going to do. So uh, be, be ready for that kickoff. Really excited about it. Thanks for joining me. And as I always say to finish out, thanks for geeking out with me.